the Get Fit Babe podcast. I'm Cody Talley, founder of Get Fit Babe. I'm a fitness and lifestyle entrepreneur with a mission to enlighten women. I'm not trying to motivate or inspire you. I want you to realize that you have the ability to do that within yourself. You're not stuck the way that you are. You do have the ability to change. Through getting physically fit, mentally fit, emotionally fit, spiritually fit, and living out a Get Fit Babe lifestyle, I want to help you feel the fire in your soul. I have met some pretty cool people along my journey so far that I am so excited to introduce you guys to, from chiropractors, fitness coaches, life coaches, acupuncturists, neuroscientists, authors, the list goes on. Get ready. Get Fit Babe is bringing you some pretty cool content. No one really knows what they're doing. We all just kind of learn as we go. And I have heard this from people who I would perceive as successful with hundreds of thousands of followers who are talking on stage, they say the same thing. Like I dove into this not knowing what I was doing. Sometimes I still don't know what I'm doing, but the biggest tip that I have been giving people lately is jump into it. Start the blog even if you don't know how to market the blog. Record the podcast even if you don't really know how to produce a podcast jump into it and just start because learning as you go, learning from experience is the best thing that you can do for yourself and your business. For example, I had this girl reach out to me asking questions about real estate and she's like, I have been learning all about real estate for the past six months, just sort of studying in my spare time. I might, you know, get my license in the next year or two. There's so much to learn. And I'm like, you're right. There is so much to learn, but A lot of what I have been learning in real estate, I never would have read or learned about or been tested on prior to joining real estate. I only have learned these things by going through deals, by, you know, shadowing people and having that hands-on experience. And for a lot of us in our businesses, you won't learn things unless you do the damn thing. So, Oftentimes, you have to start before you feel like you're ready. Start before you feel like you're educated enough or qualified enough or credible enough. I have never felt like I was all of those things. I have just jumped into it head first and really have been learning as I go. The biggest thing that I have learned in business is business is business. I realized about a year and a half into marketing and sales and the MLM that I used to be in that I needed to figure out how to protect my energy and separate myself from the sales side because I am so sensitive and I do take things so personally. And this is huge, I believe, for people who skyrocket and see a ton of success. I think this is the factor that differentiates them from people who quit. And it's that they have figured out how to separate themselves from the no's and taking it personally because business is business. So when I identified like, okay, I am taking all of this personally when people decline my offer, when they decide to work with somebody else or they ghost me, I was taking it personally and thinking that it was me. But Remember, business is business and it's not about you. There are so many reasons why that person 
is ghosting you. So many reasons why they're saying no. It's personal to them. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. And so I sort of looked inside myself to figure out how to tweak some things, protect my energy and not take things so freaking personally all the time, because that's something that was holding me back in my business, something that was making me anxious around my business. And when I was able to separate those two things, I was really able to treat my business like a business. How did you start a podcast? I started my podcast when I moved to St. Petersburg, and I did a post about this a few days ago, but I used to live in Texas with a past relationship, and I was sort of in this bubble, and I was kind of dancing around in this bubble, starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable, knowing that I was sort of meant for something big, and I was staying in that bubble, and I truly feel like... God popped the bubble and was like, okay, like I have bigger plans for you. Let's go. Because once I moved to St. Pete, I just felt extremely liberated. You guys were like, you should start a podcast. I got feedback from a few different people. And so I started thinking about the idea over the course of like two days. I was like, all right, I'm hearing this a lot. Maybe this is divine. Maybe I need to start a podcast. And so what I did was I was actually at the dog park and I had just like a spark of inspiration. I pulled out my phone, turned on voice memo and recorded myself talking with my, just my headphones at the dog park. Like dogs were barking in the background. You could hear the birds on the podcast. And I went home and typed into Google how to start a podcast. This YouTube video came up and it walked me through step by step how to upload my voice memo to a site to publish a podcast on iTunes. And from there, I had my very first podcast. I popped into Canva, designed a cover, popped a photo in there, uploaded it, and published. So that's how easy it is when you utilize your resources and you don't let all these other factors and excuses hold you back. I could have said, I don't have a microphone for a podcast. I could have said, I've been told my voice is terrible and it shouldn't be recorded. I have been told all sorts of things. Like even myself, I tell myself like, oh, what are you going to talk about on podcast? Who's going to want to listen to that? Who's your audience? Why would you publish that? I put all of those things away and I just recorded the podcast and published it. So whatever it is you want to do, whether it be a YouTube channel, a podcast, a blog, try not to overthink it and just do it. Just put your content out there, learn how to publish it and put it out to the world because who is meant to receive it will receive it and everyone else, you know, they'll just move on with their day and they won't think twice about it. So Publish it without fear of judgment and publish it knowing that you have a voice, you have value, you have a story to share with the world and holding yourself back from that is doing all of us who would benefit from your content a disservice. Okay, I get this one a lot. How did you grow your Instagram following? I'm going to say probably the same things that you guys have heard other people say, but first and foremost quality over quantity. If I could go back to when I had a hundred followers, I would do things differently. 
If you have 100 followers right now, it is way easier to build relationships with them than it is for someone who has 100,000 followers. Your benefit right now, for those of you who have 100 followers, 200 followers, whatever, is that you're able to build a foundation right then and there with your 100 followers. You're going to be able to build that relationship with those people and be hands-on and genuine and authentic and actually be friends with those 100 people rather than, you know, having 12K and not knowing any of them. It's like you're starting from that foundation. You're starting from the 100 followers that you build a genuine connection with. They're going to tell one person about your social media one person out of a hundred people who tell their friends and it just grows from there. So quality over quantity, really, really start from that foundation and build relationships with those people. The huge thing that I did with growing my following is I didn't just post a picture with a good caption and hashtags and expect it to blow up overnight. I have been on so many webinars, so many YouTube videos. I have researched tools. I have read the Instagram resources, read all of their websites, read their reports to learn about how to grow my following, methods to growing the following, um, researched algorithms. I utilize my resources like none other. The other thing is you can't just post up a photo and hang out on your account. I can't tell you how many hours I have spent looking through my insights, looking through my content, seeing what photo got more engagement, rewording captions, trying to figure out with frustration why people aren't coming to my page, why I'm not getting more likes. And it clicked. At one point I was like, I am stalking myself. I am hanging out on my own Instagram, not going and engaging on other accounts. I am expecting everyone to come to me when I should be going out and interacting on their pages. The more I can get my name on a like, a comment, a respond to an Insta story, the more people are going to come and engage with me. It's a two-way street. The benefit of Instagram for businesses is you're not relying on someone to leave their house, get in their car, drive to your store, pull in the parking lot, open your business door, walk in and buy something. You are capable of, through Instagram, actually going into the living rooms of these people who are sitting on their couch, scrolling through their phone on Instagram. By going and engaging with their account, commenting on their photos, genuinely interacting and engaging with your ideal client on Instagram, They're literally sitting in their living room, then clicking on your business and going to your storefront. Your Instagram should be your storefront. So you don't have to wait for them to come downtown to your brick and mortar business. You have the benefit of reaching them where they're at. I never just throw up a picture and a caption and expect that it's going to catch on if it's low quality, if it's poor editing, if the caption didn't have much thought. So figure out what effort looks like for your brand and your audience. I personally don't get a lot of engagement when there's too much effort put into the photos. For example, the post pictures going around and having just like a post photo shoot that 
worked for a while, but I feel like Instagram is seeing a shift where more authentic and in the moment photos are coming back. Instagram, that's sort of why it was created in the first place so that it was instant. So I think that the Instagram audience, social media world, they're becoming more attracted to the in the moment photos that show the genuine real life. So keep that in mind. Do mix in more professional looking photos, but on my end, I don't ever pre-write my captions or pre-plan my content. I have tried before and it might work for a lot of other people and businesses. And again, it depends on what your brand is. But for me, my brand thrives off of authenticity. And I get these sparks of inspiration sometimes where I just sit and I write my caption then and there. None of my captions on Instagram are ever preloaded into anything. And I realize that my audience is more receptive of what I'm posting when it's my creative thought right then and there that I'm publishing that instant. The key things to remember with growing your following is, like Angie Lee says, it's like a relationship. Marketing is sex, but I feel like my Instagram is a relationship with you guys. So it's about trust. It's about commitment, consistency. So that's a huge one for me, commitment and consistency. I was in a poor relationship last year. Nothing in my life was aligned and Instagram caused so much anxiety that it sort of took a back seat and it was about probably a four to five month window where I didn't put as much commitment and consistency into my Instagram and my posts went from getting a consistent 600 likes a post to 100 likes a post. So because I took that window of time and I wasn't consistent and I didn't show my commitment to my following, I'm still trying to recover. My engagement is still down and that was, you know, almost a year ago now. So it's huge to stay committed and consistent in your Instagram over a long duration of time. And then authenticity, authenticity over vulnerability. There's been a lot of hype around vulnerability, and I think that some people do it the right way and some people do it the forced way. So I like the word authenticity rather than vulnerability because a lot of people who are trying to make sales, trying to make connections, trying to build relationships are trying too hard to be vulnerable and are sharing too much of their life, of their personal life, to try and connect with people. It's almost like it feels forced. I don't know if any of you guys watched The Bachelor, but there was this guy that was on The Bachelorette last season, and he knew he was going to be going home. And so for a last-ditch effort, he shared randomly all of the stuff of his past and you know, what brings him to tears and sort of his deep-rooted why, but it was an awkward conversation because they weren't at that level yet for him to be that vulnerable. And she could kind of see that it wasn't authentic and it was a last-ditch effort to stay on The Bachelorette. And so that's just one example. Don't try and be overly vulnerable. Like if you're on a date, your first date, and you spill out to the guy that you're seeing like, all of your baggage and the things that make you super vulnerable, like that isn't authentic. So authenticity to me is 
genuinely sharing your story and your journey with your target audience in order to add value and make a difference to their life. When you're being overly vulnerable and sharing too much, it's almost like it feels icky, but it also feels uncomfortable to whoever's receiving it. Sometimes vulnerability can be an overshare instead of a valuable post. And then connection and uniqueness. So what makes you stand apart from all the other fitness influencers? What makes you stand apart from all of the other Monet salespeople? What makes you unique? Is it your family? Is it your testimony? Is it your viewpoint and your perspective on things? Using that uniqueness to hone in on your niche target audience is what's going to make you stand out and speak to your target market. What's the smartest thing to do with your Instagram that not a lot of people are talking about? This is completely my opinion, but I think about this every single day. If you're smart, you're collecting contact outside of Instagram because you know, it's bound to happen at some point, who knows how far into the future, but Instagram could go away at any time. There have been so many different shutdowns and like things that have happened with Instagram and the algorithms that every time Instagram goes black, I'm like, oh my gosh, the number of people who have a business and make their living from Instagram, it would be absolutely insane if Instagram were to just go away. So much income, so many people would be impacted. So if you're smart, you're collecting contact outside of Instagram. The other thing is Instagram is becoming so saturated with sales, businesses, sponsors, ads, that at some point in time, users are going to start using another app for Instagram, social media. Instead of using Instagram as what it's becoming as a shopping tool, people are going to go somewhere else to connect and be social. So collect emails. You guys have some sort of email collection system, um, whether it be like a podcast or an inquiry form, have some other sort of contact with your following as you grow because it could disappear. And you want to have that connection, that list to go off of if anything were to ever happen to Instagram. Keep your eye on top of social media sites that pop up. Don't be afraid to test out new social media sites. I'm not saying that Instagram is going to go away tomorrow, but what I am saying is Instagram popped up out of nowhere and the people who caught on to Instagram really fast and now have hundreds of thousands of followers and are thriving, they jumped onto a new site. They were one of the first. So if we keep our eyes on what's going to be popping up next and we're testing them out and we're one of the first to be on them, then you know you could thrive in that platform and in that setting. So don't be afraid to check out new apps and things that are coming up. Gary V is a really good resource to keep an eye on new tools that come up. Okay, I had a question about money. How do I start a business with zero to nothing? So that's where I started. I had zero to nothing. I still am pretty cheap when it comes to my business. I utilize free resources. I don't pay for things that I don't need. 
eventually I would love to have a whole podcast set up with microphones, headphones, all sorts of production gear. Right now, my phone is literally balancing on my Yeti cup with voice memos and I'm speaking into my iPhone. I don't have a microphone. I don't have anything special to produce this. I do it all on my own. So utilize your free resources. Don't pay for things that you don't need to pay for. Another example is my website URL. There are other things that I would rather pay for monthly, like Adobe to design things, um, little subscriptions that help me put out content, then pay for a website URL. Eventually, I would love to have getfitbabe.com, but right now it's getfitbabe.weebly.com because I don't pay for my Weebly site. I just didn't see a reason because if my content is valuable enough for it, then people can click on a link, whether it's at weebly.com or at getfitbabe.com. So I hope that's reassuring. You do not need to pay for a website. You do not need to pay for all of this crazy equipment. Just utilize what you have. And the other thing is exchange services. So I have friends that are good at all sorts of different things that maybe I don't have that unique skill. And so we exchange services. I do things for them like designing their content and they will in exchange do things for me, whether it be coaching service, a business call, um, feedback, anything. We're totally exchanging things. I um, last month looked through one of my girlfriend's um, fitness guides and help her tweak a few things when it comes to design. I have a friend sending me her updated newsletter for me to look through and we just this community that I have built. That's another thing is when you're starting a business, it's so important to have a community of people around you who are on the same journey. Every single Thursday, we meet at Armature Works and there's 15 of us that show up and we're kind of just there to support each other and be in community and kind of figure out this business thing together. And because we have built such a cool community, there are people with hands-on experience and skills that we can all take advantage of and sort of intermix together. And then the last thing is follow the leader. There are people doing what you want to do. It would be insane to try and reinvent the wheel. I am following all sorts of people who have the lifestyle and the career that I want to have. And I am watching what they're doing and I'm learning from them. And I'm sort of following their lead. And while I'm following their lead, I'm being a student of their accounts, of their websites, of their marketing, how they're doing their sales, how they're speaking to their audience. I am watching the questions that come in from their audience and I'm sort of answering those same questions to my audience because it's likely that our target audience is the same. We have the same niche. Um, We have the same strategies. So I am following their lead and Sometimes I'm even utilizing the content, regurgitating it in my own way, adding my own spice and sparkle and speaking directly to my target audience and publishing it. And so don't reinvent the wheel, follow the leader. There are people out there doing what you want to do. There's no reason why any of us have to be doing this alone. I would say the number one tool that has helped me 
build the business that I have up until this point has been personal development. I could spend hours learning the logistics of how to grow my Instagram following. I could spend so much time on webinars and learning business tools, but you can only consume so much of that content and try so hard in that realm before needing the personal development side. So I really built my business off of the foundation of personal growth. I had to build my confidence. You guys, I was so shy, so insecure, so worried about judgment that that was like my first step in growing my business. So business, logistics, tools, books, marketing, I literally have the millionaire next doors, um, book sitting next to me right now. Um, so many resources that I've utilized to figure out business logistics, but I wouldn't have been able to do any of that had I not first worked on my own insecurities, my own limiting beliefs, what would hold me personally back. So that is going to be huge. I listen to audibles. I read the books. I listen to the podcasts that help me outside of the business logistics. I will close it off with this quote that has just been sticking with me. I don't even know where I came up with it, but currently I am learning that I can be great at a lot of things, but I can't do a lot of things and be great. Meaning having a million business ventures, having a million things on your plate, trying to do all the things at once isn't going to take your skills and abilities and value and produce it appropriately. I have had so much going on with having my social media business, my Get Fit Babe business, and my real estate business that I could, I'm confident in saying I could kill it in real estate. I could kill it with Get Fit Babe. I could kill it with running people's social media accounts. I could be great at all of those things, but I can't do all of those things and thrive and be great in each of them. So pick your target. Pick that one thing that you want to just explode and you want that to be your future and focus on that one thing. Who is the Get Fit Babe program for? It's for the girl who is over it. She's over tugging at her clothes, over trying on multiple outfits before going out, having a pit in her stomach, just dreading the way that she looks in the mirror to the girl who just is feeling frustrated and overwhelmed. There's so much fitness and nutrition out there. She's been trying, but she's not seeing any progress. And she feels like giving up to the girl who is busy, hardly finds time to eat, let alone work out. The girl who has multiple jobs, kids, a long commute, the girl who has so much on her plate, taking care of everybody else. She doesn't have time to take care of herself to the girl who has no energy, she hardly makes it through her day. She's sluggish, exhausted, anxious, and stressed, always in a brain fog, to the girl who talks down to herself. She can't stop the negative chatter. She doesn't have a positive attitude, doesn't think highly of herself, just hates the way things are going for right now. To the girl who is tired of feeling swollen, unhealthy, and depressed, she's ready to make healthier choices and realizes she can't do it on her own, this program is for you. Discovery calls are open 
Tuesday and Wednesday evenings to chat with me about whether or not this program would be here to help and support you with your biggest health and fitness struggles to see if my mentorship is something that is going to change your life. Our next session begins October 14th. The waitlist is filling up. Click on the link at the bottom of this podcast to schedule your discovery call and chat with me face-to-face about your fitness.